welcome to the Nerd Party. Hello and welcome to Nerd Party News, the show on the Nerd Party where we talk about the news. I'm Mike. I'm Lance. And it is Sunday, April 11th. 2021 at 1.07 p.m., the 20th anniversary of the best movie ever made, Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> but I'm not wrong, right? I, I like that movie, and, and, and I know your affinity for that movie, and so that's not surprising that you, that you are celebrating the 20th anniversary of that movie. I saw that movie like two weeks before it came out. Uh, at like an industry thing mm-hmm. and I came out of it and I'm like that movie is amazing and I went and I told everyone I'm like you gotta see this movie it's amazing <laughs> and uh, you know barely anyone went to see it yeah. and almost everyone was like that movie's not good mm-hmm. except for two of my friends Max and Josh since the beginning they were like yeah you're right that movie is amazing but everyone else was like this movie's crap <laughs> And now, finally, 20 years later, people are seeing the light, and uh, it makes me very happy. So. <laughs> I'm glad. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday, Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> All right. Well, um, did you watch anything good this week? Uh, yeah. You know, like, I'm still enjoying Falcon and the Winter Soldier, still enjoying Invincible, but the thing that really grabbed my attention this week that I really really enjoyed that I finally got a chance to watch was Fleabag. Oh. And, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I know I'm late on that, but, like, that that show was really funny. Like, I had, I, like, I had no expectations for it. I, like, I knew it was, you know, critically acclaimed. It had a lot of, a lot of success. And I'm a fan of Phoebe Waller-Bridge from other stuff that she's done. But then I see, I finally watched the show and I was like, it's as good as people were saying. It's really funny. So, um, yeah, that's that was the highlight for me this week. Yeah, I still haven't seen that show either, but uh, it's definitely on my list. I know everyone keeps on talking about how great it is, so mm-hmm. I'll get to it eventually. And we'll get to Phoebe Waller-Bridge later in the show, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, I, did, I mean, I haven't watched much. I watched Josie and the Pussycats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> aside from that, I haven't watched much, but I did uh, read the next installment of the DC Rebirth comic okay. books. I, I read uh, the first Batman story in which uh, he meets a couple of new superheroes, Gotham and Gotham Girl. Oh, yeah. And they're like two kids who basically you know, shared his backstory, except he was there to save them mm-hmm. in the alley. And because of that, they were inspired to become superheroes themselves. And they went to some some place that did like illegal surgery, whatever, in order to make them superheroes, give them they superpowers. The, they went to the power broker. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and... And when they came back, uh, they tried to save the city and, um, you know, their intentions were good, but, you know, maybe, maybe they weren't super great at it. Yeah. It was was okay. Mm -hmm. They didn't have a problem with it. I remember that arc. I think that was one of the, I think I, I do remember reading that one. 
Um, but I don't remember if I read it, like how far after that I read in the yeah. rebirth line, but I do re- specifically remember that. And, yeah, and it's funny you're talking about comics. I'm looking at my stack that I just haven't gotten to. Uh, yeah. it's, like it has like the final parts of the future state are there. I'm going to get to it. Just haven't gotten to it. That's the way it works. But that yep. stack keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. Oh, well, the dilemma. Yep. <sighs> yeah, I got Batgirl coming up next. So looking okay. forward to that one. So I'll keep you posted. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, a lot of news from the past couple of weeks since we took last week off. Yeah. Uh, but the the big thing, again, of course, as always... All these movies keep on changing their release dates. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are we ever going to see movies again? What's going on? <laughs> this one, I, I kind of feel like was done more for um, strategic purposes because uh, of Black Widow moving back to July 9th. Yeah. But the the big thing that happened, well, before we get started, let's just say here, the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie, <laughs> currently titled Soggy Bottom, has been dated for Black Friday, November 26th. That's a good date. Yes. Limited limited theaters, and then it'll go wide on Christmas Eve. Good dates. Yes. Well and done, PTA. I can't wait for this movie. I've said this many, many times in the past, but, you know, PTA movies are the reason for movies. <laughs> Every other movie is just to kill time while waiting for the next PTA movie. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about some other time killers. So what happened was <laughs> Top Gun Maverick moved. It was supposed to come out July 2nd. Mm-hmm. And I think what happened was they got scared by Black Widow, right? Okay. So so they moved into the Mission Impossible 7 slot November 19th. So then Mission Impossible 7 moved into May 27th, 2022, which was supposed to be when Dungeons and Dragons was coming out. Mm-hmm. So then Dungeons it's a ripple, and, effect. ripple effect. Exactly. So then Dungeons and Dragons moved to March 3rd, 2023. So, okay. Then of course because they don't want to release two Mission Impossible movies a month and a half apart. Why not? I mean, that's a very good question, but, you know, some people, I guess, I I don't understand it. I don't understand it myself. But (laughs) Mission Impossible 8 moved from July, I'm sorry, uh, they moved to July 7th, 2023. They were going to be November 4th, 2022. So we got to wait another year for that. Man, keep getting them checks, Tom. They did make some changes, which were, you know, kind of like cool. Snake Eyes, the the G.I. Joe spinoff. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to come out October 22nd, but now since they don't have a big movie coming out in July, they moved it up to July 23rd. So we'll get Snake Eyes three months early, which okay. is nice. And then um, since October 22nd is apparently a better date than September 3rd, mm-hmm. now that Shang-Chi moved into September 3rd, yeah. ja- Jackass moved back a month into the Snake Eyes date. And then seeing that there's a huge gap on 4th of July weekend, because uh, the only other movie aside from Top Gun, which was coming out, was Peter Rabbit 2, and that moved up to June. 
the you forever purge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that thing's been moving around like crazy. But uh, you should say hopping around. Uh, I should say that. Yep. Damn it! Next time, <laughs> <laughs> the forever purge, which was supposed to go up against Black Widow on July 9th. they were like, okay. "Oh, we'll move to July second. So we're getting the forever purge a week early. That'll be our big Fourth of July movie. Okay. And the most important addition <laughs> to the Paramount slate, June 9th, 2023, Star Trek 14. All right. And, you know, we talked a few weeks ago about how they had hired Kalinda Vasquez, the writer from Discovery, to write a new Star Trek movie. So mm-hmm. people are like, oh, so that's that movie. Okay, it's further along than we thought. Nope, 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 it's not. Apparently... <laughs> This is a top-secret Star Trek movie produced by J.J. Abrams. Oh, boy. So, Interesting. I mean, J.J. Abrams is going to be producing any Star Trek Everything, movie. Everything, yeah. But, yeah, that's, but top-secret. Is the top-secret Quentin Tarantino? Because I know the people were talking about that for years. I, I would, I mean, that would be my, my, my hopes and my dreams, but <laughs> as I understand it, when the new, like, leadership at Paramount took over... They essentially killed all of the pre-existing Star Trek movies. There were three Star okay. Trek movies in development. They killed all of them. Okay. Now, Nicholas Meyer recently gave an interview. I think we talked about that here. I think we did. Where he said that he had pitched a Star Trek movie to Paramount. He pitched it to Alex Kurtzman, who runs the TV stuff. Mm-hmm. Kurtzman was like, oh, tell J.J. So he pitched it to J.J., who does the movie stuff. And J.J. was like, oh, tell the head of the studio. And he pitched it to the head of the studio. Now, I don't know what the response to that was. He's like, it's not dead yet. You never know. But could we possibly, is it possible that we are getting a new Nicholas Meyer Star Trek movie? It's possible. Oh, my God. I mean, come on. It's possible. That would be amazing. But Fingers are crossed over here. Here too. Y'all can't y'all can't see it, but like I'm literally (laughs) holding my fingers crossed. I can see it. I can see it. He's 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 holding his fingers crossed. (laughs) Uh, But I mean, only two years away. I mean, we should be getting some info about this in the not too distant future. I would imagine, right? But this week we got a ton of Star Trek news. They did a big sort of like virtual convention on First Contact Day. Mm-hmm. And they had like all these little panels, you know, like, you know, retrospectives of first contact and all that stuff. And at each panel, they like had like a big reveal. So they released new trailers for Picard season two, Discovery season four, Lower Deck season two. Did you, did you watch any of these trailers? I did. What What did you think? What did you think about the Picard trailer? Oh, uh, well, I mean, the obvious thing, right? Like yeah. Q. Yeah. So like so you know John Delancey's back like I love I love hearing the laugh again. Mm-hmm. Um we'll, we'll see what happens. Okay and, and the funny thing is like we know I watched you know the trailer for this and Discovery I'm just like I'm behind. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what 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 have you seen so far? What have you watched? Uh of the of the new stuff. Of the new stuff? Lower Decks, which I'm hyped for Lower Decks season 2. Oh yeah. Um uh, I've seen the first two seasons of Discovery and I haven't seen Picard yet. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. I so mean, I'm behind, but not that behind. Yeah, you're not that. You got two seasons worth of stuff. Essentially, like yeah. 23 episodes. You can mm-hmm. knock that out, you know, in an afternoon. Maybe yeah. not, but almost. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, I, season three of Discovery is is pretty good. Um, okay. You know, it's interesting because they do make that jump to the thirty second century, yeah. or whatever. So it's kind of a whole new ball game. And then Picard is, you know, obviously it's Picard. So yeah, mm-hmm. definitely check those two out. It's cool that that John Delancey's coming back. I mean, it makes sense. And and also putting the pieces together, it's like, oh well, duh, because they, you know, very publicly invited Whoopi Goldberg back to the mm-hmm. show for season two. Yeah. So it just kind of makes sense because she and Q are, you know, arch rivals and uh-huh. everything. So yeah, let's do this. Come on, I'm excited. <laughs> and they're shooting that now. It looks like. Lower Decks will be first. They gave a date for that, August 12th. And then I don't think that Picard is going to show up until next year. But they said Discovery will be later this year. And also in the past, they said that Prodigy would be debuting later this year. Now, they did a Prodigy panel. They didn't show a trailer. Yeah. But they they did reveal their Janeway. Mm -hmm. I I like the animation on her. Yeah, it's cool. It's um the the animation is directed by the guy who did the um from Harry Potter eight seven seven the second to the last one. Okay, there's there's like a sequence in there where they're like, let's explain the story of the I don't know what they were soul eaters or something like that or the guy <laughs> who and they did like this weird like abstract like animated sequence where it was like lots of like kind of like silhouette things and stuff like shadows and yeah it was a cool looking sequence but the guy who did that is doing the animation for prodigy um okay. so it does look much more you know i mean it's like cgi and everything it's you know kind of i think going to be more in line with like clone wars than you know lower decks that yeah. sort of thing um but they did reveal some some details finally about this show too it's going to take place Five years after Voyager, mm-hmm. it's going to be set in the Delta Quadrant, yep. and Janeway is not the Janeway we know and love. She's the emergency training hologram. Mm-hmm. So she's going to be teaching these kids. The idea is it's like a group of like alien kids who like find a Federation starship abandoned, yeah. and they you know use it to go on adventures or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. She is going to be training them how to run a starship, but also about like how to work together, life, yeah, federation values, yes, all all the rest of it. And they say that this is very much going to be geared towards kids, mm-hmm. um, which makes sense. Is a Nickelodeon show, which yeah. will now be on Paramount Plus first. But yeah. yeah, I mean, the Janeway looked cool. She had her little coffee mug and everything. Yeah, that was a nice touch. Nice touch. Yeah, uh, you know, you know, this means in the season season finale, they're gonna run into some trouble, not be able to do stuff. That that hologram's gonna go offline, but the person that comes to save them is gonna be Admiral Janeway in the flesh, and uh, she's gonna take them on a couple of adventures in season two, and then she's gonna return to her posts uh, back at headquarters. It sounds okay to me. Yeah, why not? That's, that's so. likely what's gonna happen. <laughs> So I, it's it's interesting just kind of, I mean, it doesn't matter at all, I'm sure, but in, in terms of like putting it in the timeline, this would take place theoretically like at the same time as Lower Decks Season 3, okay. even though it's on the other side of the galaxy, which, by the way, Lower Decks Season 3 just got Already, officially yeah. confirmed. So, hey, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. 
And one other thing, which I forgot about, which which is, is very noteworthy that they they announced at the end of this this day, is that next year, April eighth, twenty twenty two, they are going to have their next official Star Trek convention, mm-hmm. Star Trek Mission Chicago in Chicago at McCormick Shut Place. Down. Yeah, it's it's going to be by the guys who do C two E two. And okay. and also, I guess they do like Star Wars Celebration, okay. and and it's at McCormick Place, which is where they do C two E two, and and also the last Celebration. So I'm obviously super excited about this yes. since I live it's in, in Chicago hometown. and everything. Yeah, so I'm 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 all, I'm all ready. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to, to host anyone who comes out. You should come up. Yep. It's it's literally just like two stops away from from the Arrow guaranteed rate field. We can go see a baseball game. Done. Take take you to Giordano's and everything. Done. I can give you and and this is an open invitation to anyone who's coming. We'll give you the Dark Knight tour, which Excellent. I gave to, to to Lee Hutchison. Where you know it's it's cool because you get to see everywhere where they shot the Dark Knight, but also basically you get to see the entire city. Mm-hmm. So. So uh, yes, you should definitely come up for that. Down, yeah. I'm down. What's that date again? Uh, April eighth. It's it's actually it'll be, it's it'll be ending a year from yesterday. So this weekend Perfect. next year. All right, I'll, I'll put it in the calendar. All right, cool. All right, so moving over to the Star Wars, Obi Wan Kenobi is about to start filming, and oh, they they just announced the cast, and. It's a pretty crazy cast. They've got this uh, cast is stacked, man. Kamal Nanjiani is in it. Um, Benny Safdie, the co-director of Uncut Gems, mm-hmm. and also I believe he's in um, Soggy Bottom, the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Yeah, Sung Kang, Han Solo from <laughs> the Fast and the Furious franchise, <laughs> and. I mean, obviously, we knew about Hayden Christensen, and we knew about Ewan McGregor. Yes. Uh, there's rumors that Moses Ingram is going to play a young Ahsoka. We, we, we'll we see Love about it. that. Love it. Uh, Indira Varma's in here. I like her for, you know, she's, what, Game of Thrones? Is she? Okay. All right. I believe. And then O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yeah. Where's he from? He looks that, so familiar. He's Ice Cube's son. Uh, that's what I thought. I was like, <laughs> is that Ice Cube's son? Because he played Ice Cube in Straight Outta Compton, right? Exactly, yeah. And also, he looks exactly like He Ice looks exactly Cube. like him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's cool. That's amazing. And to me, the absolute coolest, Joel Edgerton yep. and Bonnie P.S., Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru from uh-huh. the prequels yeah. are back. Oh my god. And it's so cool because like Joel Edgerton when he was in that movie, like that was no one knew who he was. Like I remember seeing a video on the set where like Ahmed Best was interviewing him and he's like, Oh man, I'm such a big Star Wars fan and he just started like quoting Uncle Owen lines from (laughs) A New Hope. Hope. You know, like and it was like dead on and it's like, Oh, this guy's great. And now he's like a huge star. Yep. But not big enough to not come back for Star Wars. That's right. Oh God! I, I you know, when they said like we're doing an Obi Wan Kenobi show, I was like, this is going to be really boring. It's just a dude sitting around the desert just waiting. Nah, like, man. what are you going to do? Looking at it now, I'm like, this is going to be amazing. 
Exactly. Well, see, I'm hyped because Obi-Wan's my favorite Jedi and has been so since, like, I saw A New Hope when I was, like, three. Like, I thought that old man was cool, right? And then, like, we get, like, because I'm weird like that. But then when we get to uh, Clone Wars and I see, like, my man is young and I was just like, yes. See, I was like, I was right. I felt vindicated. I was like, this is the dude, y'all. And then, um, and, like, like my faith has just been completely, like, you know, restored and and rejuvenated and, like, validated by... Uh, by you know you and mcgregor so i'm hyped for this yeah it's 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 so cool that i mean who would have thought like at at when episode three ended that you and mcgregor would come back yeah 15 years later to play this character again i mean that's just (laughs) so cool but i'm glad that it's happening it's like anything could happen these days Mm -hmm. um speaking of anything that could happen who would have thought that we would have get got another star trek or star wars show uh, on TV, yeah. This year, May fourth, just next month, less than a Star month Wars away. Day. Star Wars Day, of course. Which don't get me started on that. <laughs> I mean, Star Wars Day is May twenty fifth. Okay, not May fourth. That's fake Star Wars Day. <laughs> when they started doing that, like my friend texted me. He's like, "Why is everyone saying today's Star Wars Day? I thought it, it, Star Wars came out May twenty fifth. I'm like. Because may the fourth be with you. Yep. And he's like, oh, that's stupid. May the, t- may the 25th be with you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but it means that we're getting a new S- Star Wars show. So I guess. Yep. Gotta come some slack. What if, what if they were, because they did this like Star Wars vintage thing on Disney Plus. Have you, have you checked that out? No. They have like a section on there now. They just put this up a couple weeks ago, last week. And it's they're labeling it Star Wars Vintage or Vintage Star Wars. It's hard to tell with the, the way the logo is. And okay. it's got like, um, well, the Gendi Tartakovsky Star uh, Clone Wars. Which Sold. Is awesome. Yes. Sold. <laughs> it's got um, the Ewoks cartoon from the 80s. Okay. Written by Paul Dini, by the way. Yep. Amazing theme song by Taj Mahal, no matter mm-hmm. what Brandon Shamatala says. Yeah. And uh, the Ewok movies with like Wilford Brimley and stuff. Oh man, yeah. Which you couldn't. Get. And this is all stuff which has been like out of print for the longest time. And they also put the uh, Boba Fett cartoon from the holiday special on there. Amazing. And you know, people are like, okay, vintage Star Wars. You know, there is some other vintage Star Wars out there. You know, like the original theatrical cuts of the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. How come that's not under the vintage Star Wars label? Give it time. <clears throat> what, what if What if on May 4th they were just like, here you go? <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be. I don't think it's going to happen, but... I agree know. with you. But, you know, you never know. So, Bad Batch, they released a new trailer. Um, yeah, did you, did you watch it? I did. I did. And my first thought was, this is what warner brothers thinks they're doing with with suicide squad (laughs) okay all right i (laughs) that's it just full stop yeah that's (laughs) okay all right Um, see the bad batch is what warner brothers thinks they're doing with suicide squad both times the the first time you know and this this next one this is what they think that they're doing all right okay I um I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I just rewatched the first Bad Batch episode today. Mm. Um, I, I need to get through all those, and I want to try to watch Revenge of the Sith before it too, just for just for kicks. Just for um, <laughs> but uh, 
I'm I'm looking forward to it. It it is it it is weird. Like, like at first, I was like, "That's a weird topic for a spinoff." Like, mm-hmm. why? Like, yeah, those guys were cool and everything. Do they need their own show? I, I don't know about that. Yeah. But thinking about it some more, like the idea that it's set after the Clone Wars and it's in that like middle time where it's like everyone's kind of lost and the Empire's in power. Yeah, it, it's like. That that time frame is an interesting time frame to explore, mm-hmm. and I mean we we got some of that with Solo, and then we're going to get that with Obi Wan, but we haven't had much of it like right after, yeah, cl- the Clone Wars ended. So it, it'll be interesting to see that. I think. Yep. Also, the kid in there has has a space bow and arrow, so that that intrigued me. Always hold on to arrow. Hey, <laughs> space bow and arrows. Why not? <laughs> All right, well, Disney Plus has another show coming out. I believe it's June 4th or something like that. It's going to be the show that's right after. So so they got yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier now. Then when that mm-hmm. ends, it'll be Bad Batch. And then when that ends, it'll be Loki. Yep. And there was a new Loki trailer, too. What did you think about that? Fine. The show looks very intriguing. Um, the The Owen Wilson part of it is also intriguing especially considering that like you know it's been cir- like it's been circulating since the trailer came out uh Hiddleston's impression like his dead on impression of Owen Wilson I haven't seen that you haven't it's 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 really good <laughs> and like he just he has his his cadence and like the the nasaliness of his of his voice down like pretty pretty well it's been pretty funny so it's going to be funny to see the two of them interact and also just kind of curious to see what they're going to do with the show because they haven't really given anything really much away. Um, so I'll be interested to see what, what they do because each so far, each of these MCU TV shows have been very unique in their own way. So I don't, I have no doubt that Loki will continue that trend. It's just, I'm just going to, it's just so many curious to see what uniqueness they're bringing to this. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be a bit more humorous, but also like kind of time jumpy. I mean, Mm -hmm. again, we got another shot where it looks like he's like talking to Black Widow. Yeah. And Bormir. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of interesting. Um, I have to say the thing that had me most excited about it. Have you ever been to Dragon Con? I've not. That's, that's on my list of, of cons I need to go to. Okay. It's crazy. I, you know, it's, I don't know. It's, it's an insane con, but that's the one in Atlanta, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They take over like two hotels and I don't know how much the dynamic has changed over the years, but back in the day, like there was basically one hotel, which was like the party hotel. And then the other hotel was kind of like, uh, if you need to chill for a few minutes, you go over here. But that, that other hotel is like very, like the, the design of it is like very sort of like seventies futuristic kind of thing. It has like a really unique style, and um, because of that, they use it in movies all the time. Like in the Hunger Games three, I think it was when they're doing like their assault to like I don't know, I forget what they were doing. They were like breaking into somewhere, and they were like you know repelling from something or whatever. Mm-hmm. They did it in that in that building, and now in at the beginning of the trailer when they're like going up the elevator and stuff, and you see that crazy looking architecture. That's mm-hmm. that hotel. So they shot it at Dragon Con, essentially. You know, okay. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool, which I'm sure you know all the Dragon Con nerds will will be into. Um, and and the other one, by the way, because you know Atlanta is obviously a huge hub for for filmmaking. Mm-hmm. The other hotel, the crazy one, 
that's the hotel that uh, Denzel Washington is staying in in flight. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Anyway. Okay, interesting. Well, yeah, like, you know, DragonCon, like, I've always wanted to make, like, like that's a whole like vacation in itself because like mm-hmm. typically what happens with Dragon Con they it it is what the Labor Day weekend is kind of when yeah. it's and yeah. so and in recent years there's there's been these like you know the the SEC kicks off like in Georgia uh-huh. in the Georgia Dome and so they have like the first like you know like a major college football game that happens that weekend as well so it's a big like that Atlanta makes bank that weekend so <laughs> yes. uh, so that's been why I was like you know what like I should go to Atlanta go to go to Dragon Con. And then go to that college football game that night, uh, like, and they just have you know have like a really fun like weekend. That, like that's that's a whole trip in itself. Like you, you'll be, I'll be exhausted by the end of it, but that'd be really cool. Yeah, come to think of it, like you, you always do see like college football people, you know, like people who are there for the game. Like there yeah. is like a lot of that, you know, going around. I, I never, I never realized that it was always that weekend. But mm-hmm. yeah, it is crazy because like the entire downtown basically just turns into one big con. Yeah, There's, it's yeah. You either have your face painted for cosplay or you know for for football <laughs> for football. Yeah, and you could argue that both are the same <laughs> same thing. Pretty much, pretty much. It is certainly the wildest con I've ever been to. Like nobody Atlanta, really cares. Man. Yeah, yeah. Nobody cares about the programming. Uh, you know, basically everything which goes on, like officially at the con, yeah. is just sort of, I don't know, like something to do during the day until the party start at night. You know, yeah, it's crazy. Also, there's a there's a restaurant right across the street called Big Kahuna, and they actually serve Big Kahuna burgers. Love so it. there's that. So. Hey man, welcome to Atlanta, where the yeah. players play. You know, you ride on them things like every day. Yep. Our listeners don't know what that song is, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one more Marvel trailer dropped, and it was another trailer—the final trailer for Black Widow. Yeah. Um, I can't say that I remember much about it. That was different from the other trailers. But yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's just get this movie out, huh? Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm ready to see the movie at this point. So, yeah. But in the DC world, mm-hmm. they they dropped a trailer for the next animated movie, The Long Halloween. Yep. What do you think about this? Uh, I'm I'm excited for it. I think, and they're doing a whole part one and part two thing with it. Yeah. Similar to how they did with the Dark Knight Returns. So if if that is the trend, right, and the Dark Knight Returns you know, parts one and two movies were, were great. So hopefully they'll do the same thing considering that the source material is also good. Yeah. I, I'm, I mean like dark Knight returns. I'm, I'm going to admit I've never really been a huge fan of that. Fair. I, I, I don't know if it's because of the, the art style or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I did enjoy the, the movie quite a bit. Um, but long Halloween, you know, I read that as it was coming out, like I would wait and I would read it on the the holiday each month yeah and and it was awesome i like i love that story that's one of my all-time favorites and i should totally do that this year that's a good idea yeah why not right i don't think i've ever done it with that like i've like i've always just kind of read it straight through but like reading each chapter on the holiday oh that's a good idea yeah yeah you gotta wait until october but you know yeah by by then the movies will be out and everything so you know it'll be refresher or one of them will be out at least but so I'm excited about it no matter what, but like seeing like, especially like the animation style that they're using, mm-hmm. 
doesn't really look like long Halloween, but it looks really cool. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. Like I like initially I was like it's it's not Tim Sale's art. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of disappointing because that really does lend itself well to, you know, animation. But what they're doing at the animation looks good, so I'm not so I'm not going to complain too much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean this is I think out of all the animated movies that they've done, this is one which I'm looking forward to the most. I mean, I was really looking forward to the Killing Joke and the Death and Return of Superman, but mm-hmm. this is right up there with those. Okay. So. Well, killing joke. Ugh. That that <laughs> man. That that was that was problematic, y'all. They uh, yeah, they probably <laughs> shouldn't have added that whole sequence at the beginning. I mean, killing joke on on its own doesn't really stand the test of time. Correct. <laughs> but um yeah, the 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 beginning part which was I think designed to make it better somehow yes. made it worse absolutely yeah made it 100 percent worse and it just feeds into you know uh bruce tim you know like you know like love him for like all of his work with the dcau but he has this weird obsession and fetish for batman and and batgirl getting together <laughs> and it's like bro no <laughs> oh well i you know i saw it because they played it in theaters and i saw it in theaters I and did then too. And then the music box, which is the big like old theater in in Chicago, they did like a midnight show of it, and I this has bothered me forever. At some point in that opening sequence, like I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom now because I I, I don't want to miss any of the good stuff, right? Yeah. And I I left to go to the bathroom, and as I was walking back in the theater, the audience just bursts into laughter. Oh no! And I'm like, what did I miss? Like something on screen happened that everyone was just like, oh my god! And I don't know what it was. <laughs> and every time I, I've seen it since then, I'm like, what is this? The part that they were laughing at? What was the part they were laughing at? I don't know. <laughs> One day I'll find out. Hilarious. All right, so a uh, couple of trailers for new Warner Brothers slash HBO Max movies: mm-hmm. Space Jam: A New Legacy. Yeah. What do you think about this? I'm I'm excited for it, right? Because like I mean, I like the first jam, Space Jam. I'm obviously going to see the next one. Um, it's interesting to see what the 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 angle they're approaching and taking with this. Um, I'm going to to refrain from entering into the the arena of of which is better and which which will like you know put which player over the top because i already have my answer uh but i but i know people are already starting this like espn like on like all the debate shows like right like on all the sports shows so like you know fox sports one uh espn the ringer have already started whose space jam is going to be better mjs <laughs> or lebron it's just like y'all like <laughs> y'all need to stop <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I like what they're doing with it. I like how they're kind of mashing it up and having like all these weird, you know, properties in it. I yeah. mean, t- sometimes to an extreme, like someone pointed out that like the guys from Clockwork Orange are in the trailer. Yes. Like, that's a little weird. That is weird. But, um, you know, I, I like that concept. Um, I mean, as much as I prefer Jordan over LeBron, um, I have to say that, you know, this movie probably does look better than the last yeah, one uh-huh. <laughs> but i mean yeah, certainly i'll watch it uh yeah. we shall see yeah. yeah and captain and captain burnham is gonna be playing yeah. mj's wife 
Yeah. I was like when LeBron's I was LeBron's wife. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, LeBron's wife. But yeah, it's so it's so confusing because her name is Michael. Um. So yeah. So I was like I was watching. this like Michael. So. Yeah, you know what? Maybe, maybe Michael is the winner because because Michael gets into the movie. There you go. There you go. When when she, the last the last Star Trek convention, which was like two years ago or whatever, she was yeah. there, and she was wearing um, some Concord Elevens when she mm-hmm. was up on stage. I Pretty saw cool. that. I oh, like, you were you were there at that one, yeah, right? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. It's hard to keep track of these things. Yeah. <laughs> It's been so long. It's been so long since we've been to a Star Trek convention. Oh yeah. well, one year from this this weekend. All yeah, right. cool. it's going down. <laughs> All right. Um. So another another HBO Max trailer that dropped. Those who wish me dead, which is the new Tyler Sheridan movie. The guy who did like Sicario and stuff like that. Who wrote those Wind River and everything. This yeah. one is Angelina Jolie. Who I don't know what she was. She's some sort of like firefighter, but then like a kid is like like some people are trying to kill a kid. Now she needs to yeah. save the kid. It took a turn in the trailer. I'm like I'm sure not did. expecting this, sure but uh, I don't know. I think it looks pretty cool. What do you think? Yeah, I know. I agree. It, has, it it got my attention, and then also some of the other people that are in the movie. You got the Punisher in there. You got Littlefinger. Yeah. You have Beast. It's like all right. I'm digging this cast. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, and I like the the director. You know, he's he's written some pretty cool stuff. The Sicario movies, but also you know, like uh, that one that I always forget the name of, where Chris <laughs> Pine is robbing the banks. Um, but yeah, it's it, it, it looks cool. Um, and he's got you know another movie that he wrote coming out on Amazon Prime April thirtieth, mm-hmm. without remorse. Yep. Another movie that they dropped a new trailer for. Yep. Did you did you watch this one? Yeah, and I was like, well, this is kind of like the first one. Uh, so it's like, well, I'm already going to see this. So, again, like I said with Black Widow, let's just, let's just get this movie out. Let's go. Yeah, I showed it to my wife, and she's like, stop stop it. Like, I'm already going to watch the movie. It's yep. just revealing more stuff. Uh-huh. That'll be something to look forward to. Yep. Okay, so um, just a couple more things here. Knives Out. My God. Apparently... <laughs> Ryan Johnson kept the rights to the Knives Out sequels, and he sold them for, I believe the number was uh, $469 million for two movies at Netflix. They're saying that, like, him, his producing partner, and Daniel Craig could all make, like, $100 million each from this thing. It's ridiculous. It's pretty good. I mean, if you can get it, right? No, I mean, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous that I'm not making that money. That's what's Oh, ridiculous. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I on the one hand, it's like cool, and, and also kind of cool because, like, you know, after like he made Last Jedi, and then they're like, he's getting to make his own trilogy, and then everyone's like, don't let him make his own trilogy yep. for some mm-hmm. reason, and he's like, fine, I'll make Knives Out, a little small movie, just to you know, as a palate cleanser, and, and I'm now make a trilogy like, out of that. Yeah, and I'm gonna make. I'm gonna. I'm George Lucas now. I'm gonna make four billion dollars, right? <laughs> so, so I mean, good for him. I mean, Knives Out. That movie's awesome. And seeing it, this is the the thing which is disappointing to me, right? Like the fact that it's on Netflix. Like seeing that movie. Like I saw it at like a film festival with a sold out audience. Like Michael mm-hmm. Shannon was there. It was like the first time he had seen it or something like that. Like okay. 
that was one of the best movie going experiences I've had. Like the audience was so into it. Like everyone was laughing and cheering throughout. And it's okay. like, okay, well, I guess, you know, watching Knives Out 2 by myself at home will be cool. But I want that, I want that, that, that communal magic. experience, you know? Yeah. But well, I hear you. at least we're getting two more movies. So that's cool. <laughs> And back to Phoebe Waller Bridge. Mm-hmm. She has been cast in Fleabag Indiana season Jones three. Five. Yeah, Aww. no, no. She she's she's going. She's doing the the reverse. Um, Ryan Johnson. He he did Star Wars, and now he's you know making movies for streamers. She did yeah. movie or TV show for streamers, and now she's yeah. doing the Lucasfilm property, Indiana Jones Five. Mm-hmm. And uh, nobody, I, I don't think anyone knows what she's doing in that movie, but... Indy's cool. daughter. That could be, right? Why not? I mean... I mean, very likely. I'm guessing Shia LaBeouf is not going to be in it, right? Nah. <laughs> but that's cool. That's cool. The second uh, Lucasfilm slash Harrison Ford property that she's been associated with after mm-hmm. Solo and everything. So, yeah. Cool. And finally today, oh, oh, one other thing which they said there, John Williams is coming back to do the score for Indiana Jones 5. All right. So that's nice. Keep it up, old man. Yeah. I mean, hey, more power to him. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And finally today, Ray Fisher came out and did an interview where he revealed the shenanigans going on on the set of Justice League. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. Some of the shenanigans. Some of them. Yeah, with with Ray Fisher, you know, he to me he's just he's talking a lot without really saying a whole lot. And he gave some some details, but like the details that he gave, I was like I thought based on everything that he's been saying, I thought that it like a lot of the things that he would have to say against, you know, the people he's, you know, been railing against for the past couple of years would be much more damning than this. Um and 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 I can kind of see why like the investigation that they did didn't yield anything or because like some of the things that he was saying as, as far as what pertained to him were not as big a deal as what, you know, uh, he said happened to other people. Like the stuff about Gal in there, I thought was more damning than the stuff that, we, that he kind of experienced in a lot of ways, similar to, you know, charisma carpenter's experience when she came out and said stuff like that was more to me damning than, the stuff that he's been saying, he's been still kind of vague about things in general. And I'm just like, well, again, I'm still waiting to to find out what really happened. And it's, I don't think we're ever going to get that. Yeah. A lot of it seems to be more like, like it's, it's hard to, to say like without like knowing like sort of like the tone or the vibe Mm. that was going on. But, you know, I mean, it really does seem like after Snyder left the project they really kind of shut him out. And I mean, when you've got like essentially as, as he describes it, like one main black creative voice on this project Mm -hmm. and you're essentially ignoring all of his input, Mm -hmm. like that, that seems like not a good thing to do, you know, No, it's, it's not a good thing. And again, I don't disagree with him on that. Yeah. Uh, But Based on what he was talking about, I thought that what went down and how he his mistreatment was so severe. But it's it, to me, it just seems like you know 
regular normal Hollywood racism. <laughs> and and it's like and it's like, oh well if if like are you surprised by that? Like like look at look like look at like look at your history, look at look, like, read the room. Like this has been going on in Hollywood for, you know, since since the jump. So mm-hmm. like this is no different from any other, you know, black actor's experience on set. Like talk to talk to Viola Davis about like how she's been, you know, treated in her career talk to spike lee talk to it like a number of people they have lots like similar experiences dealing with other directors and 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 in some cases probably worse but you know ray fish has been going on about like how like about his mistreatment and like i was you know you know assuming that like you know he was you know had the n-word shouted him like all the time like i was assuming like the worst of worst situations but it's just like oh this just seems like run-of-the-mill hollywood racism and it, and and the fact that like i have to say run-of-the-mill hollywood racism is just it, just an indicative of the problem that's inherent with how hollywood runs its stuff the fact that like i'm not surprised that the you know the the black character in this in this franchise got treated poorly or the other characters of color were you know cut out of the movie that's not surprising to me because that's what hollywood does right yeah. so um so the the stuff that he was bringing up i thought it was going to be you know so big and so damning that it would be you know the vehicle to start creating change within the the industry but it doesn't seem so because it just seems like their business as usual mhm and that's what i mean by like he it seems like he's just kind of talking a lot without really saying anything yeah. Okay. Well, that's pretty much it for yeah. for this week. So, so where can people find you on the internet? Uh, they can find me at Sir Lance Laster on all of my social medias, and you can also find me over on the United Federation of Podcasts talking about all the things that make Arrow Arrow on Always Hold On to Arrow. You can find us on Twitter at Do Not Fail Our Pod. And you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Mumbles Three K, and you can also find me on filmdamagepod.com doing a show called Film Damage where we talk about film projection, Star Trek and time travel alright, well thanks for listening and we will talk to you next week join the revolution join the nerd party